Welcome to Doctor Who 50 and 50, episode 46. Today we're talking about story 152, Remembrance of the Daleks. The Doctor in this story is Sylvester McCoy, and his companion is Ace. This is a four-part series. The serial originally ran from October 5th to October 26th, 1988, and it actually kicked off the 25th season of the series. The basic plot in this one is that there are two factions of Daleks, Imperials and Rebels, that are fighting over the hand of Omega. The Rebel Daleks are aided on Earth by Ratcliffe and his crew, Ratcliffe being a man who thought that Britain fought on the wrong side of World War II and was imprisoned for speaking his mind. The Hand of Omega is on Earth in the back of I Am Foreman's scrapyard on Totter's Road, where the Doctor left it behind way back during an unearthly child. The Coal Mine Road School also plays a part. That's where the Imperial Daleks are set up, and where they're basically using mind control on local inhabitants as their human faction. This is the same school where the Doctor's granddaughter Susan Foreman was attending back in An Unearthly Child. So there are a fair amount of callbacks here. The Doctor and Ace start working with the military ostensibly to fight back, although the Doctor basically plans to fight back on his own and has a habit of giving the military busy work and wild goose chases to keep them away from the Daleks for their own protection. There's some interesting parallels here between white supremacists and Dalek racial purity, right down to the black and white forms for the Dalek armor. The Imperials are in white, the Rebels are in black, and to the outside observers... They don't even really see the difference. The Doctor and Ace do, and they basically train the others to, but everyone else just sees Daleks. So it's a nice, subtle thread, but it's definitely there to have those parallels, especially when you've got the white supremacist faction involved on the human side. You've got nice things like Ace's reaction to a no-colored sign in the window of a boarding house, and she had promised the Doctor at this point to stay in the boarding house and not go anywhere. When she catches that in the window, she basically leaves in utter disgust. Doesn't really cry out because of the time, but she does. Can't stand it. So the production team was definitely playing with it, and they knew that that parallel was there. They just did nothing specific to draw attention to it. We also get the first very clear and blatant confirmation that Daleks can fly. There had been some rumors early on and some jesting from fans saying, well, how scary can the Daleks be? You can beat them with a flight of stairs. That got a nice callback in the rebooted series. It got the first callback and the first address here, when the Doctor is running away from a Dalek running up the stairs, and the base of that Dalek grows reddish-orange, and he hovers up the stairs after him. There had been other scenes in earlier stories where the Daleks were flying, but you could never see the base of the Daleks, no one said they were flying, it was just the camera angle was from above the Dalek, which was probably hoisted by a crane or some other platform that couldn't hide, and just knowing the geography of the set, it was very clearly implied that the Daleks were flying, but if you don't pay attention to the geometry of the sets, you can miss it. Here, it cannot be missed. We also get further development on Davros and the way he's working, and how some of his Daleks are being subjected to further genetic experimentation, going on the further mutations of how he started the whole thing in the first place. We also get the first hints at something called the Cartmel Master Plan, which indicates the Doctor is not what he appears to be. These things show up in four episodes. This is the first, well, four stories, rather. This is the first story that makes reference to the fact that the Doctor may be more than that, including a subtle slip where he says we in instead of they, when he's referring to Omega and Rassilon in the early days of forming Time Lord society and setting up time travel the way the Time Lords use it. We'll get into that in a little bit more detail tomorrow. The upsides to this episode, we've got a pretty compelling and a relatively fast-paced episode. This is a pretty good Dalek episode. That's a large part of the reason why it was included in this series of podcasts. A lot of the episodes that were chosen were chosen because they're either anniversary specials, they are the episodes voted as favorite stories of favorite doctors, or the favorite stories of the favorite 
companions or the favorite villains. This basically tied for the favorite Dalek story and was the second choice for the favorite Ace and Sylvester McCoy stories in our voting. We get a great dynamic between Ace and the Doctor, and that seems to be consistent with their time together. We get some nice callbacks to the fact that this is the 25th year, although this isn't the anniversary special itself. That's one we discuss tomorrow. And there's a nice little slip where Sylvester McCoy refers to the head military man as the Brigadier, even though it wasn't the Brigadier that we've seen before and we'll see again. Another upside to it is that you can see that they're trying to spend a little bit more money on it and trying to spruce it up a bit. It does have some CGI and some generally better effects. The downside is that the effects are still unable to compete with the contemporaries. If you compare it to Star Trek Next Generation, which was going into its second season a month later, it's just not close. Even though Next Generation went through its growing pains, it clearly had a lot more money to spend on each minute of film than Doctor Who did at about the same time. To the point where I wonder if that may be a contributing factor for why the Sylvester McCoy and Ace era was the last era. As I like McCoy as a Doctor, as I said, I think the McCoy and Ace have a great dynamic between each other. What I don't know is how popular Star Trek Next Generation is in the United Kingdom, and whether or not that would draw from the Doctor Who audience rather than complement it by just putting two sci-fi shows on the air. But unfortunately, season 25 was the second last season of the original run. And it is quite unfortunate, because watching these episodes now, I've only seen two of the Sylvester McCoy stories so far, as I've mentioned several times before, and might will be having mentioned in the future. I'm kind of time traveling through these podcasts. These are not being recorded in sequence. But anyway, to wrap it up, this is a very enjoyable episode. It is definitely one of the better ones of the classic series that I've seen so far. And right now I have seen 27.5% of the 160 stories of the classic series. So a little over a quarter of the way through. I've seen 44 of them. This one is definitely one of my favorites. And it's one I can easily recommend for people who want to check out the original series. Good story, good doctor, good dynamic. Plus the special effects are about as advanced as they're going to get. So the low production budgets are not as problematic here as they are in a lot of the other episodes. It's easier to work in as an introduction for people who are picky about that. That's about all I have to say about Remembrance of the Daleks. Please join us again tomorrow for Silver Nemesis. Thank you for listening.